Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, welcome to the Mage and Pajak podcast, it's the third one. Um, I'm Paul Mage, Mage and that is Chris Pajak, Pajak. Um, while we start things... No, it's Christopher Andrew Pajak. Yeah. 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 Just saying. Yeah. But it isn't though. No, it Which is. Which we'll come to oh, well, right. a little bit later on. Um, those of you who are new to the podcast... Thank you, hello, welcome, subscribe to the YouTube channel or leave a five-star rating on iTunes, which we are now on. Put it there, hold on. Yes. Um, I was really scared you were going to No, no, I had <laughs> someone... That, that look in the eyes, like, you're not on camera. So I was on, a li- I was on a live stream over the weekend and uh, I, I, was, I was offered a high-five situation. I was, the, the, I was like, like, did you know the man? What are you doing? Yeah, I did miss, but I also know he's the kind of person who would withdraw, withdraw the on hand. On camera? Yeah, you can't You don't do need those type of people in your life, It's almost, to be I, honest. I'm tempted to use this as the page, is trying to do, trying to do elaborate like high-fives or high-fives and handshakes on live streams are a recipe for disaster because you're placing a lot of trust in the other person. Just in real life. Never mm. mind just on... I mean, it's worse on camera, but in real life, there's a real, like, you need to know the person. Yeah. Don't yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I looked at you then and thought, not on a... He wouldn't do it on camera. Not on this show. You'd do it on Red Men. You'd be sound with doing it yeah. on Red Men, but you want to make this a little bit better than well, Red Men. We, 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 it was a sort of pseudo, a pseudo pack we've had to stop making each other, each other look like bellends. Yeah, we're doing enough ourselves. We don't do need it. to fucking do it to each other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We spent a number of years making each other look like bellends on Red Men, so we try our best to be next to each other on this one. Um, so, those of you who knew, the structure is we've got the page, which we're going to pick some stuff that we really hate and talk about it. We're going to get through some interesting topics of the week. I just don't think one's enough for me on the page. Can I do two every week because I've got two belters this week that have really been doing my head and I'm not even going back into the past like you you're going back historical purging which is fine it's totally fine I've got stuff that does my head in on a weekly basis that I could fill an hour with well how's about this is if the page proves a popular segment we might make it its own We'll make it its own thing in That's due course. That's a lot of pressure. That'll do me head in. Mm, you can purge that then, can't you? I will do. Um, news topics that we're bringing to the table. I ain't purging me balance. Uh, well, you haven't got the time. You, I showed Maybe up. just briefly. Don't tell me tonight. Briefly. Um, oh, God. Um, discussion topics. Go away, come get back. To know, go away, come back. We're going to get to know Chris a little bit more later on. Uh, we've got some random questions from yourselves. I'm not little life. Coaching. Shut off. We've got some life coaching for you. So stay tuned if you want to be better human beings at the end of the podcast. Right. (laughs) From us. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. Um, Well, I don't know. I don't know what you. you, Yeah. Um, People want to. Actually, I'll I'll give you a little. Are you kidding me? People want to, if we've got any tips on how to talk to women, stay tuned for for the end of that. No, no. This is going to do my head in as well because. 
I know roughly where we're going to go with that question already. I've only just read the question right now, and I already know that you you are going to make me look like a tit, and we are going to go there. No, I've got I've well, wow, I have genuinely put no. I've, I, I'm going to make that up as I go along. I've okay, not, I've not I've not pre-planned any of this. Okay, stuff. well, I'm going to um, play Chris Pajak, Paul Machin, Bingo, and I'm going to write down exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> okay, so right, I'll start with my page then. While you're while you're trying to preempt, now I'm, now we're into a dangerous game of cat and mouse where I have to try. I'm going to have to try and second guess your thoughts on me. Uh, I think I know what you think I was going to ask. But we'll see. Um, right, thing that's done my head in this week. I um, and it is, uh, I'll get to it. I went to Portugal to cover the Pro Evo European Regional Finals, which is brilliant. Oh, go on, you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's twice in like five minutes you've mentioned going to Portugal. Is it? Yeah. When did I mention Portugal? We saw my high fives before. I didn't mention going to Portugal. We've mentioned it three times now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but I, I went and it was it was it was a brilliant experience and it was amazing. But what what my page is this week? I used to think that I was born too late. Um, like I, I think I'd have been perfectly suited to grow up in the sixties or the seventies or whatever. Now I realise that I was born far. I was born a decade too early because I'm looking at these people and we're we're, we're fortunate that we're able to you know we make a living off. Being YouTubers, largely, largely speaking, and this and this new wave of media thing, but I'm I'm ultra convinced that if I was ten years younger, I'd be far more successful at the whole endeavour. And I look at esporters, and I look at these people who are basically. I used to look at um, freestylers five or six years ago and think, God, I, I, we tried to hire a freestyler for something. It was going to cost two grand, and I was like, fucking two thousand pound because you basically decided to do more keep ups in your garden than I could be asked to do. Um, I thought, well, I, they, there's something to that. But I, I put the time in on Pro Evo, like in my youth. These things didn't exist around Pro Evo two to Pro Evo four. There were no European regional finals. There were no world finals where these guys are getting jetted off across the world and being given fat sums of cash there was no where there might have been a world tournament for fifa 99 but i swear to god i'd have won it if, the, if i'd known um so it annoys me because we're not we're in that crossover generation where we've got all the things that everyone nowadays we grew up with all the things that everyone's got now in, intrinsically so we had playstation we had the playstation one and we had, mm. you know all the games we people are saying my, my lad plays is playing the new mario game well, I had the first Mario game. You know, my dad never had Mario games, so our kids have grown up in a world where they've got the same th- the same things as us. Except they're all just bigger and better, and there's money that can be made out of them. And that does my head in because I was fucking unbeatable on Pro Evo Four, and I'm and now look at it like I haven't got the time. I'd love to be able to 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 to, to have that. Like, and even if I wanted to, I would have to. I'd have to sabotage with my family, my friends. I'd have to give up my job, and um. And it, it upsets me that I am too old to be a professional esporter. Are you purging yourself? I am purging myself. I decided to be. Yeah, I am purging. Yeah, I'm not. I'm purging being being in mid thirties when I could. I'd, I'd be much better right now being in my mid twenties. Okay, I'd be a much better twenty six year old now than I am. I'm than I am a thirty. I'm a decent thirty six year old to be fair, but I'd be a much better twenty six year old. I'd be fucking. King Dingaling on YouTube and and Twitch and probably a professional esporter. As it is, I am not. I'm a bang average YouTuber and a and a and a below average 
Esports. So, e-sport. so, so, I mean, you're not an esporter. Let's just get that straight first yeah. and foremost. I don't think you've ever had the skill set to become an esporter. If I'm perfectly honest, you no, I don't. I genuinely don't think you have. Just because you could beat me, Steve High and Rich Downey at Pro Evo Four, <laughs> right? Doesn't mean you could take that to the world stage. You were playing against a few stoners in the bedroom. That's you know what point, I mean? Yeah. I mean, I mean, delusions of grandeur here. Yeah. Let's just focus in on what you're actually saying. No, 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 no. Not a chance, mate. I'm sorry. Not a chance. You were better than us. I'll accept that. You always have been a Pro Evo and stuff. But no way were you elite level. But I never got to test <laughs> So we'll never truly know. Um, go on, what's funny about this week? Frederick Barbarossa. What? I've been playing a lot of Civ 6 this weekend, and Frederick Barbarossa is like, he's the holy Roman emperor of Germany or something like that, right? And he's really good at dominating victories. So he, he gets fucking his vast army and I basically spent like 500 turns just placating him and just sort of keeping him to one side. I had a little war with him and I took Dortmund off him. That was a bad mistake, really. And then we lost the game to a cultural victory to somebody else. And I thought, I'll play on anyway. Regardless, I've nearly got a nuke. And when I get this nuke, these 500 turns I've been fucking being your friend for, trying to stop you from beating me up. I'm going to fucking nuke you, you bastards. So I'm there and it's... I've just finished watching the Grand Prix on Sunday night and I watched it, I think I started at 10 o'clock. So it was about 11.30 it finished and I'm about 20 turns away from getting a thermonuclear weapon and a nuclear weapon in two of my cities from there. And at this point in the game, turns take a long time, easy five minutes a turn. So I've got about 20 to go. I get two away from this fucking nuclear weapon. I'm rubbing my hands together. I'm not doing anything on my turns. I'm just going straight through. And he fucking nuked me with two turns to go. My city that was building the nuke contaminated the whole fucking region, lost my nuclear weapon, all kinds of shit. At this point, it's like fucking half 12 or something. I'm fucking raging, ready for a fight. I'm fronting anything in my living room at this point. Like, my cats are coming in. I want them dead. And I'm like, well, I've still got my thermonuclear device getting built over there, but it's about 30 turns away because the city's not as big. I need to Go in, get a military engineer, do this city up, decontaminate that, get me fucking nuke. Got two of them fucking lines up. I've never seen his his his, his capital city and nuked the shit with a thermonuclear device. And then I nuked another one that was close to me. And then I was like, oh, it was so satisfying seeing the atomic bomb go off. Like, like really satisfying to the point where, yeah, you, sat. Know, you ejaculated. It wasn't that satisfying. Okay, it wasn't far away. Okay, cool. But then I was like, Tantric. because I'd not, yeah, because I'd not seen his city centre get nuked. I needed to see the devastation because I've never seen it. So it was all shrouded. So I was like, well, I've got this guy who's a passive fucking military guy. No one's going to attack him. So I just drove him into the contamination zone, and I know he was going to die. And I, I'm sorry, he took one for the team, but I did get to see the devastation that it caused. And then I went to bed and couldn't sleep, dreaming of Frederick Barbosa and victories over him. And I just know that he hates me as well. Uh, and I hope he hates me as much as I hate him. And the other thing, Paul, that's really pissed me off this week, right, is my new trainers, mate. Oh, wow, wow, okay, so we, we the new trainers were ordered, they came, you not tried them on, they came via the internet. Right, but listen, oh no, it's not going to work, right, I'm going to have to put them on. Do they squeak? Don't squeak, Paul, they're worse than that. <laughs> I feel... 
sound like I'm blowing a fucking bike tire up every time I walk anywhere, which is just fucking ridiculous. You sound like your trainee sound asthmatic. <laughs> so they can get in the fucking bin. You know what I mean? How much did they set you back? £72.97. pence. Reduce from 105. <laughs> I know why. Mm. Why on God's earth? Maybe they've got a leak. Because they're nice air, aren't they? <laughs> Raging air, Paul. Did you bring them in literally to show that? <laughs> Not taking them to Barcelona with me. Oh my God. Imagine what the fucking Spaniards would think of me. Who's this guy? You've not had much luck with trainees off the internet. What the yet. fuck? I hope you just could hear that. It sounded like two cats <laughs> farting I'm in Tampa. raging here now. Oh my God, that was brilliant. Um, right, okay, uh, let's dive into it then. Let's let right, right. We've been doing the Game of Thrones chat for the first couple of weeks. Let's get let's get it let's get into it. Let's get it out the way. Uh, we'll timestamp if you don't want any Game of Thrones spoilers. You can you can skip ahead. Um, I've seen loads of people go into bat defending this episode. Um, it was fine. It was not what it, I, for me. It was not. Uh, they chose to have that be filmed at night because it saves loads and loads of money. And because it was, it was the most infuriating thing that I've watched on telly. For that first half an hour of that episode was basically unwatchable. And then periodically, where it's like, and now we're going to go over to some indistinct person on what appears to be a dragon in some part of the sky somewhere for a bit. And what someone on that indistinct dragon is going to crash into another person who's indistinct and perhaps on a dragon. I don't know who it is. I don't know what they're, what they're doing. I don't know where these people are. I d- I, 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 uh, yeah. Um, the ending was fantastic. Mate, the entire show was brilliant. The problem is, as you've said there, I got a little bit too intimate with the contrast button on my remote. I spent the first 45 minutes giving a little bit up and a little bit down, trying to get the perfect contrast and brightness. And it was fucking stupid. That's not what you want. I don't want my remote anywhere near me hand yeah. when I'm watching the Game of Thrones. Mm. But the episode was fucking superb. I mean, the no, there was no temptation to flick over. But I didn't know where the contrast button was before that. And now I know it intimately. It's like I've had fucking sex with it for 30 minutes <laughs> in a bit, out a bit, bit harder, a bit softer. And that was just you. That was me. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, to be fair, like, boss, my issue was, and we were asked to talk about Endgame, Chris has not seen Avengers Endgame, so we can't do it because I can't consciously do any 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 chat or spoilers around it, but having watched, I went to watch Endgame, and then having watched that, this felt like like what it was, was a t- very expensive, but TV, and um, but the, the, the thing that that's, it, saved, it saved for me, because we were talking about the level of disappointments that this series is ultimately going to br- bring us down the line, was I, I it's given me hope that we now live in a world where we've got amazing writers and amazing producers and amazing this and that, and we might yet have a very, very satisfying, satisfactory ending to it. Like... Because I realised halfway through, they could there were so many chances where they could have killed loads and loads of people off, and I'm st- maybe this is just them setting us up for that ultimate disappointment that we've, we predicted two weeks ago. I think there's going to be 
I don't think everyone we know and love is going there. I think there's still today. a page, to be honest. I really? think I think there is, and I think there has to be. And the only thing that makes me question that is George R. R. Martin hasn't written it. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way these guys survive. Because if yep. George R. R. Martin writes it, they're dead. Fucking they're dead there. Yeah. Although I did think to myself, and I said this to Kat during the show, I was like, you know what? What if this is the ending of the entire show and they've just blagged us? Because here's the thing, it reminded me of Blue Coat on your last day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when you know your last day is Friday, they're not going to let you go on Friday because all the fucking messing around starts happening. <sighs> so you know if you get to Thursday, that's your last day and you're going to get put out. So I was thinking, what if everyone just dies this episode? Yeah, what, what, and then they go, yeah, there's not, there isn't three more episodes, yeah. lads. You turn up on Wednesday <laughs> and they're going, right, you're done. Because you're too clever, you're going to figure out to basically what to, to, to ruin everything. So, yeah, that's it, game over. Imagine so that. I generally thought, I wonder if there's not three episodes left and this is it. This is the end of the whole show. Wouldn't that be in. great? Like... People tune in next week and it's just credits. It's fucking brilliant. I'm like, that's the way to end the TV show because you fucking just surprise the hell out of everybody. Mm. If I was in charge of it, I'd kill them all and that's what I'd do. Absolutely. Um, which would be fantastic. But I did enjoy the sat. It gave a, a, the satisfaction payoff. The I the I Stark thing was was really was really good. Like because um, it, but it's, it's been building it, haven't they? What it's done in, in fairness in this build up is because it's it's created a world where no one's safe. You can you're on edge. Like I think of and okay, this this is all a, an evolution of the way television's gone. Like if you go back and what, remember when Twenty Four came out and the first series of Twenty Four was the best thing on television yeah. at, at the time. Yeah. And proper it, dated now. But, but if you watch it now, it's it's very slow. It's very sedated. It's very, it's just not not. It, you feel like that watching it though. At the no, time, exactly. Yeah. But that's because that was the the first. It's like if you go back and watch the Naked Gun movies or Airplane. Spoof films have become have got blown up and got a, a very much of their time, so they feel very dated. Whereas, because it was the first, if you know it was the first, it, it was what it was. Was the problem with Twenty Four ultimately became was that you knew Jack Bauer, you know, you could put him through the ringer, but he'd be fine. Like, oh, he's dead, is he? He's not dead, is he? Though, you know what I mean? He'll be, he'll be fine. I'm, I'm sure of it. Spoilers for the you know ten year old game of uh, Twenty Four, by the way. Um, unlucky. This has created this world now where no one's safe, which means that you can have <laughs> genuine drama. And you can have genuine tension as much as you think, oh, I think they'll survive because dot, dot, dot. It is a world where storylines have been cut off. You have just had people just get, 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 get brutal, well, I remember, brutally I remember halfway through the show when Arya was getting chased by the Walking Dead people, I, I literally it was an episode of Walking Dead <laughs> yeah. for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then I was like, she's going to die here. And then 15 minutes before the end, I said, Arya's going to kill the fucking Night King. Okay. So I called that one and I was made up. Yeah. Um, Which means you win. Obviously, I win the world, all of it, and home and bargain. Um, I've lost my tail thought, yeah, obviously. You predicted that. Yeah, I, yeah I so I predicted that. that, and I was made up with myself, but I equally did I really, because, you know, 30 minutes earlier, I predicted her to die. Yeah. So, okay, you know, yeah. I'm hedging my bet here. I've gone each way on Arya Stark. Yeah, you crashed I? out there. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I don't feel too great about it, but then it was that line, wasn't it, when um, Melisandre... Is that how you say it? The red woman or whatever yeah. it is turns around and says the green eyes, brown eyes, and blue. Yeah. And as soon as she said blue, I was like, well, she hasn't killed a white yet. She hasn't killed a white walker, and they've yeah. got the blue eyes. So go. she's got to do fucking something there, like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, so I the point of, in the point in the episode at which you get told that she's going to do it was the is, point. is the point when I realised and called Incredible. it. We, call, like, hey, we called the crypt, didn't we? We called the crypt to a fucking tea. Yeah, to a tea. They're all going to wake up and kill them. Yeah, I mean, they didn't kill enough of them. No, no. Um, but that's damn women and babies. But I think I think that's what they'll do. I think ultimately, because that's the only way to really have to, to cement a legacy of a series, and that's why you're right. If it was George George Martin 
and then I think you're right. I think he would just do whatever the fuck he wants. But because they're doing it themselves, I think they'll leave it to us, lead it to a satisfactory ending. Because if you do that, you you think about the, the DVD box set sales, you think about your Amazon sales, cool. and blah 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 it's, blah. Forever, it's really ever, simple ever. for me. You can't do a spin-off with none of the main characters. It's true. And HBO will want well, some sp- kind of a spin-off. fucking spin-off. They are doing the spin-offs are prequel. Is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's I think that's already in, might even be in production already. But yeah, that's the that's that's the thing. But yeah, I, I think they'll do it just so you've got because you need you need that. I mean, we want, we've gone through cinematically, we've gone through this this shift, and the, the Coen brothers are largely responsible for this. And I love the Coen brothers, but I've fucking gone off them massively. Like No Country for Old Men and Ben after reading, it's like changing people's expectations. Did you see like, the last one? No, no. Baldur's Gate. I'll get to it. Like, oh my goodness! The, Don't bother. Yeah. Don't um, bother. But, but the. The point is, is they started doing this thing where they started like changing narrative conventions. So the hero doesn't win out, or this guy wasn't the hero, and it's like it's great that you've done that. And I, I, I like, I don't mind cinema that pushes the boundaries and all that. But there's a you you're need, doing it for doing it safe yeah, at some point. You, no, you need stuff. You, the, the human brain needs things to be rounded off. And I get it if you rubbish at what you do and you don't understand how stories die. I like like George Lucas, for example. Like he basically ruined Star Wars. That's fine because that's him being fucking stupid and not have anyone to challenge him. But when people are, do, are very intelligent and excellent filmmakers do it, that does my head in. So I like the fact that we seem to be coming back round now to. So I exist in possibility, if nothing less. Um, speaking of films that are going to be ruined by 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 people and, and stupidity and whatever, yeah. Um, the the leaked picture of Jim Carrey as Doctor Robotnik. This to the this was table. scintillating, to be honest. I mean, it's only a still image, and if a still image can be scintillating, it was. And it's the problem. The problem I've got with this is that it's it's only going to go one or two ways, Paul. It's going to be Jim Carrey is absolute late nineties finest, uh-huh. or it's going to be a raging yawn. And dead shit. Yeah, it, it and could a raging be. yawn in and of itself is quite a strange thing to say, I suppose. Raging yawn. But um, yeah, it, it's gonna be fucking terrible. It's oh. gonna be terrible, or it's gonna be amazing. It, yeah, I think it's gonna be. I mean, it's definitely gonna be terrible. I mean. I mean, who knows? It's impossible to judge how good something is by the reaction online um, because the, we had the leak image of Sonic come out and um, just no. Just know what is that? What is that? It's a freak of. Na- I mean, I mean, I suppose a talking blue hedgehog is a freak of nature anyway, but that's unsettling. That's like really upsetting to look at. Um, so no, I think this film's going to be fucking dreadful. But um, yeah, we live, we live in hope, don't we? Um, Couldn't we have just had Danny DeVito as Robotnik, please, or some something like that? You know what I mean? Just someone that looks a little bit more like him. Yeah. But then when you really analyse the photograph of Jim Carrey, he's got that like. I don't know what the right smirk. word. Like, yeah, it's like a real cool little Robotnik type smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and he's got what looks like a moustache and some goggles. So he's basically exactly Robotnik, isn't he? Um, or Eggman, depending on whether you're into that whole thing. Um, right, um, Team of the Year. You, you want to discuss Team of the Year? Yeah, I just I, I asked a question in the office yesterday. Has the winner of the Golden Boot ever not been in the Team of the Year? Because it's quite likely to happen, maybe. Do we have an answer to that? I, no, no one had the answer, but that's why I'm asking you. All right. You had an office of people that you could have set to the. I mean, to, I spoke to, to Tom only, and Tom's not interested in finding shit out. Well, I don't care what Tom is inter- isn't isn't interested in. Too, he literally is under our employee. If we want to, no, but I'm asking you. Well, you. I'm not under your employee. I don't care. Do you know? I don't know. I've honestly no idea. Um, it's weird that he's not in it. I mean, I get it. I I I, I, I did a video on this in, in the week, and 
I think there's it's the the Pogba ones the out is the standout one, but uh, but you're right. The logic for Pogba being in there is he's like the top goal scoring midfielder in the league or something like that. And if that's the logic for him being in there, then Mohamed Salah should be should yeah. by the so, same so logic be in the, the, the people team. that I've spoken to said, well, you know, um, Sterling can play on the right. And I was like, yeah, but he plays on the left, mm. and Mo Salah plays on the right. And if you're building a team. I'd rather have Salah on the right than Sterling on the right because Salah scores more goals. Would you rather have Mane in than Sterling? Oh, that's the question, isn't it? To be yeah. honest with you, yeah. and and you know, they, I think, I think both Mane or all three of Mane, Sterling, and Salah deserve to be in the side. Yeah. So do you lose Aguero, who's also been outstanding? Who also deserves to be in the Who also deserves to be in the side? I think the, the thing you've got with this, my, where I made my piece on it, is that it's not a functioning side. It's not meant to be a functioning side. Well, it's then, just done on, then it, drop Pogba and put Salah in. Well, yeah. it's like, But yeah, you know what I mean is they, they clearly decide the formation. Stella can play they, the 10. Yeah, yeah. They clearly decide the formation and then they go, they don't think about like, the, they, don't, they don't think, it's, it's, done, it's just done on votes, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's not done on... It's done on players, player votes, so it's just they add up the numbers and and there you go. So the players are idiots, is basically what you're trying. Which to, is something we already at. know. I suppose yeah. maybe if, I shouldn't get another. If this player. was if this was like a fella in a room going, "Here's my team of the year," then you could go, "Well, you fucking stupid fella in his room." Whereas they've polled all the professional footballers and they voted. What's what's worse actually is the football writers one. You know, did you see who got votes for that? Like I said, got votes. I'm sorry, right, <laughs> right. I'm sorry. But in what world are you writing for a proper fucking newspaper and thinking Lacazette was your player of the year? Mm-hmm. Really? Really? Lacazette, really? I wonder if it, did anyone vote for John Cross by chance? Anyone maybe, maybe. No, the yeah, Arsenal guys? But on that logic, did anyone vote for Firmino? Do we, we, we know that? Because like it's that, that's one of them. That if you're if Arsenal's your main focus, that Lacazette's like they love Lacazette a bit. Don't they? Don't get me wrong. Again, it's nowhere near team of the year. Yeah. Nowhere near. But you got nowhere, no. nowhere fucking near. No. Not even top ten. No. No, 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 no. I, I completely agree. But you, I, I, well, again, I can understand the logic why people would because if you focus on that, you, you're going to vote for the team for a player in the team that you've seen the most. I could like you should just vote for the player that you think's had the best season. But it, it, yeah, but that's that, but that that leads to you vote for people because you because you feel they should when you. you might well, then if you're them. voting for a team of the year at this point, am I just voting for every Liverpool player? Because I've seen them the most. Well, you don't get to vote for every player, do you? Well, no, but if I, that's what I'm saying. If I was voting for a team of the year, by your logic, I'd vote for every player of Liverpool because I've seen them the most. You've got to look outside it. To be honest, with the with the team of the year, the the the, the one where the players vote, I actually thought other than the Pogba one, it was really good. Mm. You know, the Salah one's close. You know, I, I just find it interesting that yeah. he may win Golden Boot, he may win the Premier League, his goals might fire us to a Champions League and Premier League double, yeah. and yet he's still not in the team. Oh, of the God, year. yeah, yeah. Whereas I look around the rest of the side and I think, I'm not really. The only thing that I really disagree with is the Pogba one. Yeah. The others I can go, yeah, you know what, I can understand that. And I actually think, to be fair, team of the year is spot on other than Pogba and maybe the inclusion of Salah. Yeah. Maybe Lucas Digne. No. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> he hits more crosses than anyone else. He hasn't got as many as assists, so his crossing percentage is shite compared to Robertson. Go away. <laughs> um, something you attempted to add to the page this week, our good mate uh, Liam Vizzy, Vizzy uh, made loads of Liverpool fans change their avatars to Ashley Barnes, uh, which led to you being very confused and infuriated. There was just loads of people with the same profile pic talking to me at the same time on the same thread on Twitter, and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Who are you? Why do I need to now zoom in and try and look at your fucking name to find out who you are? Stop putting pictures of fucking Ashley Barnes in my fucking grid. It's doing me fucking head. It's ridiculous. What were you zooming in? 
so I can see what the fucking little letters are. The the at. Yeah, I like I like the idea that you were stuck in some sort of Twitter equivalent of that Neo versus Mr. Smith fight from one of the shit Matrix films, and it was just nothing but Ashley Barnes. <laughs> it's it's everywhere. everywhere. Ah! <laughs> fucking yeah. spin around and you spin around in your room, uh, <laughs> holding your phone at arm's length, trying to knock away, digitally knock away, just knock away Ashley and Barnes. And just while we're on it, like. The fucking half and half badges that have seen the profile pics of players from other side just go away. I, What's t- wrong with just just going away, please, all of you? I am. Um, to be fair, like it, it. These are one of those things, right? Where if when you see anything in life, where you see loads of something and you and you weren't in on it. Like the I guys, wasn't no, 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 I saw Vizzy's no, fucking no, no, tweet no, no, I just thought I mean, it was no, no, shit. As in, in, as in, in, into it or whatever. Anything can do your head in. It's why people hate Game of Thrones because everyone's talking on, yeah. about Game of. Everyone's talking about Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones is shit. It's like, have you ever watched Game of Thrones? No. Why do you hate it? Because everyone's talking about, it and I'm not in on it. Is basically the fucking thing. I don't mind. I, a part of me is a bit like this is a bit weird and a bit, and it is a bit modern footy in it. But at the same time, it's like the I, I think I see it like the uh, it's coming home thing. There's a group of people. There's some people who genuinely thought that people saying it's coming home was like a serious call to arms. Whereas it became like a, it was just a throwaway. That like was a gag, wasn't it? Like you read, it's like, oh, it's coming home. It became like a, it became a meme, and like people will move on now, and everyone's gonna have Brendan Rodgers as their as their AVI now, or Jamie Vardy, or whatever. Fine, I I I think it's I think it's funny. But like, like is again, you know, I know how big a game it was when Man United played Man City and all that type of stuff. But I the build up to it on Liverpool Twitter was doing my nothing. Yeah, it was just like from about half six when it got up, it was just constant tweets about it all day. And I'm like, listen, I get it. I'm as invested as anybody else in all of this stuff. Like, but do we really have? To, do you really need to tweet twenty times about it before the game's kicking off? You know mm. what I mean? It's just like watch the game, maybe put a tweet out on the you know on the whistleblow. You know what I mean? It just it was all encompassing, and it was just like you're just boring me at this point. How many times did you check Twitter during that day? Thousands, <laughs> thousands. <laughs> it's just it's 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 so fucking draining, though, isn't it? It's just like you're dragging this ninety minute game of football out over fucking thirty. You know what I le- you know what I learned in the build up to the Avengers Endgame? I, I muted keywords on Twitter. Was it work? Yeah, spot on. Didn't see any didn't see any spoilers because I knew that that was happening. That's I realized that's the future. That's the future for Twitter. It's not muting. It's it's not muting individual accounts. It is that. But also the stuff that you just don't want to hear about. That's really clever. You just mute the words and then it doesn't come up in your in your timeline. But then I'll never see your tweets. <laughs> you blocked anyway. Um <laughs> BT Sports, you drew you drew my attention to this. BT Sport put a Champions League semi final graphic out. <laughs> Fucking idiots. These people, right? We 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 are the independent media, right? And we get lambasted left, right, and centre for making mistakes and doing stupid things and, and blah blah blah. It's not us; it's Tom spelling errors. Yeah, there's that. Like and Ross's Ross's does it all the time as well in his tweets. But this is BT Sport. All they had to do was basically have a picture from of a player from each of the four teams. And what did they do, Chris? Sterling. They put a picture of Raheem Sterling in. And then fucking Champions League semi-final preview graphic. Really? I mean, someone's worked on that. Yeah. Probably a Liverpool fan, to be fair. Somebody. I, I was saying it's clearly... I wonder if it's someone who left the Etihad early. 
Oh yeah, they got the goal, Raheem Sterling, superstar hero of Manchester City. Let's brilliant. get them graphics painted up. Get it ready. Brilliant. Get it sent. What, 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 that's, that is literally someone's been, it's taken them that long to paint it. They've been locked in a room for for two weeks, and it's like they've just admitted. There you go. Handed it in, uploaded it, and was going. Whoa, 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 what happened? City got City got knocked out. They never. No, Sterling, he scored a goal. He scored a goal and he was celebrating. And then I ran into my studio to start painting <coughs> a picture for the semi-finals. And um, no, 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 VAR, mate. <laughs> Fucking devastating. BT Sports, hang your heads in shaves. Um, right, okay, we'll move on. Um, discussion time. We've had people sending comments in. If there's stuff you want us to discuss with about personal lives and things from the past, by all means do. Let us know in the comments section uh, or tweet at, at, at Paul Major or at Mr. Blood Red on Twitter as well. That would be wonderful. Um, I've got one. I actually didn't, I didn't write down who it came from, but I thought it was an interesting to- topic nevertheless, Chris, because Pajak is a very fairly unusual surname. Especially when paired with Chris, it turns out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, a, that was a very, very injured. What was the... Were you skitting the other day for having a weird... I don't know. <laughs> Chris was sat there saying, such and such, and he's got a very normal name and a very weird surname. He was like, yes, that's a very interesting point there, Chris Page. Huh? Um, but yeah, you, uh, we, we, we've hinted at it in a few different places and what have you. Your, um, your family's Polish. Half my family is Polish, yeah. Yeah, so your dad's side, the dad's side of your, your family. And I thought it was an interesting discussion because we, I, I know some of these bits and pieces and and, and what have you um, going up, but it's stuff that you don't really think about because I think of your dad. I know, I've never, never, I would never have thought of your dad as being anything other than like Scouts, and yet your dad's not even Scouts. You didn't even grow up in, in Liverpool. Your mum's the, 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 the Scouts bird. Which is boss? There's a story about there's a story about your mum being a, a, a wag, which we'll come to in in, in due course. Um, I could have been Zach Whitbread. Zach Whitbread, yeah. But let's let's do this now. <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's a good story. So Liverpool fans will may be aware of a football player called Zach Whitbread. And what is your connection to Zach Whitbread? My mum was married to his dad, and Barry Whitbread was just a long time scout at Liverpool Football Club, and Zach obviously played for Liverpool. So they split up before obviously I was born. Hopefully, um, <laughs> but they did. Yeah. Um, so I could have been Zach Whitbread. You could have been Zach Whitbread. You could have been a Liverpool reserve <laughs> centre half. Had the blonde hair. It was ginger, wasn't he? No, nah, he was very, he? very blonde. Was I, he, yeah. I, I thought he was ginger for some reason. Yeah. People think that of you too. It's true. Actually, yeah. um, so anyway, your mum <laughs> met your dad, and your dad, is, as you say, is of Polish descent. But I thought it was really interesting because the. It's not. We're not so far removed from this world where you you trace your family tree back, and it and it goes right smack dab back to World War Two. Yeah. So my dad was my dad was actually born in England. So, but by two Polish parents. Um. So if you go back to World War Two, my Jadak, which is the Polish for granddad, um, he was um an officer in a cavalry unit going against fucking tanks uh, in Germany. So we've all heard that, like, the, the, the everyone remembers the wars when the Polish got absolutely decimated because <laughs> Blitzkrieg, because the Germans turned up with tanks and the Poles fought them on horses. Oh, well, my granddad was one of them. And then he was a prisoner of war in, I think it was a, a camp called something like Olaf 7 or something like that. It was a German officer's prisoner of war camp. So he was there for about six years. At the time, my mum, uh, my nan, apologies, um, and my dad's eldest brother and eldest sister who were both born in Poland were in uh, Vilnev um, and then they moved to the USSR when 
Poland got taken over and all that shit. And then they were like hiding in the USSR. And then my granddad got out of a prisoner of war camp and got moved to Polish resettlement corps over in England. Um, once the uh, once they freed all the camps and stuff like that, so I think he was inside for about six, seven, eight years. Then, he, because of his military ties, he managed to find where his wife and kids were, and they walked from. I think they went to the USSR, went back to Krakow, where they were originally from. They actually had a lot of land in Krakow. My um, my nan's side of the family were really, really wealthy, but they had it all taken off them by the Germans and stuff, and they never got that back. Um, so they ended up walking from Krakow through to France and then getting a boat over to England. So she was on her own with two kids, probably about 13 and 10, something like that, walked from Poland all the way over to England, uh, got the boat obviously to England, and then they met up again. I think, it, I believe it was something like 12 or 13 years from when he last saw his wife and blah, blah, blah. And then... So he'd have basically, when he, when he, in terms of what your auntie and uncle would have been, he'd have, they'd have been... Tiny babies, he, yeah, yeah, he, absolute he, babies. So he'd not seen them until they were probably thirteen and ten. yeah, I think it was maybe I can't remember if it was eight or twelve years apart. Like, but yeah, so it, it was a long time he hadn't seen his kids and his wife. For we've actually got somewhere the video footage of them first meeting again. Someone at the Polish resettlement camp had one of the world's first like fucking camcorders. Um, so we've actually got that somewhere, but uh, I don't know where that is at the moment. And then there's like my dad was born near Durston, uh, down south. And then they moved to another Polish resettlement camp. It's like a resettlement camp is just where they just shove all the immigrants, basically. And so all the Polish people were just shoved into these resettlement camps and just lived there mm. and just tried to make their own way. L- lots of manual labour jobs and all that type of stuff. And then we in Ashton was where my uncle Georgie was born. And him and my dad were like the closest of, 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 of together. And then obviously um, Uncle Uncle's Bigniff and, and Elush, um, my auntie, were a few years older than them and stuff. So he was born in England and then he had all kinds of jobs, my dad, you know. Mm. He was like down in London working in uh, car sales and petrol station manager and all types of shit. Like, And then uh, that was after he left Stafford where the family home was sort of built and stuff like that. Um, big Polish community and comes up to Liverpool like and he's been in garages I always think it's fascinating because <clears throat> you've, your family is huge like genuinely, genuinely which is mad because the is it is that is it the Pol- the Polish side that's the one that's the most yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's lots of yeah there's like cousins Every time there's a party, there's another twelve cousins that I've never that I've never met before that come come, come around and what have you. But they're all they're all spread out. Are they, is it, is all it around? Is it, is it around Oxford? It used to be. There's no one in Oxford anymore. But um, my oldest uncle was Bigniff. He was he sort of landed in Oxford and he was he did he had mad like computer jobs in the eighties and stuff before computers were a thing. Did really well for himself. Um, and so yeah, they set up camp there and they had he had five kids. My dad was obviously one of four. Um, his first cousins had was there was five kids as well, so that's why the family's so big, loads of fours and fives basically. But it was just boys for years and years and years. And I think the first girl was born maybe twenty years ago. After you know, from the fifties onwards to probably late nineties was forty years of boys. You've actually got a th- is it, yeah, my uncle had a theory on this. On this yeah, so it? apparently it's something to do with like when a family is in distress and you know during wartime and all that type of stuff and this resettlement and stuff, they it almost like wants to continue the line. Mm-hmm. So it's just boys, 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 essentially seeding everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that the family line doesn't go out. And then since then it's just been 
Well, me, I've got two girls. Ashley's got a girl. Um... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ed's got a girl. Mark's got a girl. So there's just been loads and loads of girls off the back, and they reckon once it settles down, they're gonna, they'll start so like around. So, ge- like, like, genetically, your family, your your, your family line's just gone. <sighs> yeah, it's, which is crazy. And uh, listen, I don't, I'm not normally big into all these types of things, but having seen it with my own family, I do think that there's something to it. Like, and listen, I'm probably wrong, and there'll be people in the comments going, yeah. You're a dickhead. That's your geneticist. Like, yeah. Imagine that was, yeah, but yeah, just put your family under, dist- under distress if you want a boy, and if you want if you want girls, just just relax a bit. But it's, it's mad because <coughs> you got to go from your family base, the, you know, the, the origins of your family coming in as, as immigrants, basically, to. Because you, you, they've all had, there's, there's, I, I, you've hinted at these bits and pieces, like some of your uncles have done, right, did really, really well for themselves as well, wasn't they? Because you had an uncle who was living in was living in London, I think, who was like, 
mega, a goal in the mega successful, like which is mad when you consider yeah what you know. they've done and stuff. And I think they they came at a time when it was quite easy for them because they were young enough to to be able to take to the language and stuff. Whereas my jadak, my granddad, uh, and Babke, they struggled massively because they were too old to learn the language and stuff like that. Really, although my granddad apparently his written word was better than most English people, but talking he really struggled with and stuff. So um, apart from my dad, they all did really really well. Like and my dad was just like he just. He just enjoyed cars. He just enjoyed working with cars and stuff like that. So, do you remember um, the old Polish church in town? Yeah. You know, the bar? Yeah. Which is called... Alma de Cuba. Alma de Cuba. I was christened in there. <laughs> so, I'd never actually had a, had a drink in Alma de Cuba because that was the old Polish church. We used to go there on a Sunday and um, the church was in fucking Latin. It was bizarre. Like, you didn't understand the fucking word of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But So I've never, like, that's where I was christened. And my dad's garage was just over the way, literally on the same road, just opposite it and stuff like that. So I couldn't have a drink in there because the altar's still there where I was christened on. That's where we used to go on a Sunday morning. I'm not a religious person, but I'm also not going to just be like, fuck off, yeah. you know what I mean, at the same time. like So I think there's a level of respect that you have to show these types of things and stuff. But, yeah, they've done really well for themselves. And, you know, my cousins are doing incredibly well for themselves as well. But what annoys me is that people think, oh, shut up, you, you're Polish, or something like that. Well, I've got Polish blood, but I was born in Liverpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I might have a name that doesn't sound like it, but for me, I am Scouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, my mum's family have never left Liverpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? They go back years and years and years, all in the same place. Um, What's your mum's maiden name? Smith. Smith. <laughs> I mean, you, could, you couldn't get more English, really, could you? Like, you know what I mean? It's crazy, isn't it? But, um, yeah, so, you know, it is one of those things, but... I, I I love the heritage of our family and stuff. I'm dead proud of it. I have a family ring. I, I don't wear it in work and stuff like. But you know, I wear it with pride. You know, we've got, it's a blind rook uh, with a ring in its mouth. It's it's a family signet. We've got a ruby one that's actually passed down through the family that goes to the elder brother. And then when we're 21, lots of us ask for a copy of this ring. So I've got like a two tone stone ring, and you know, I love wearing that. And I feel a massive part of my family and stuff. And that's always great because it's mad because. You know, considering there's been so much distance between my cousins, my mum and dad, and well, my dad in particular, was very good at keeping close to his family and stuff. And I think anybody who's from a big family who are close with them will recognise that it's a really good ground in their life. It's interesting because you very much share that trait of like being the the one who holds the things together. Even on like a, a lighter scale, I always we always joke about how like in our group of friends. You are the linchpin of all those things. You're the one who, who is the one who keeps in touch with everyone and does that thing. It's mad that you know the, the trait that you clearly get from your uh, get from. Your yeah, dad. I think so. Like I think you know you, you are shaped by the people that shape you, aren't you? Ultimately, and you know you're very much shaped by your dad and share a lot of interests and stuff like that. I share a lot of interests with my dad and stuff, and you know I think you know most people out there who've got a relationship with someone as close as the the family will will be shaped by them. You know, it's one of those things. But um yeah, we definitely wouldn't hang out if it wasn't for me fucking making sure that we all got to spend <laughs> yeah. some time together. Like. Absolutely. Um but we've got some questions. Um one I thought was really interesting there. Uh, uh, Ian Johnston said that Chris has to talk about his time in Is that how you say it, Ian? I always thought it was Owen. It might be. it might be Owen. We're not making each other look like pricks. We're making ourselves look like pricks. <laughs> Ian Owen, whatever. E O I N Johnston. Um I yeah, talk about your time in Subway. So you were this was like mid noughties. I've got no idea. I'd left the Britannia at this point and I went to 
You went to the other pub. You went. No, I didn't. I went to um, over the water and worked in the supermarkets, didn't I? No, I'm pretty sure you went from. Fresh. I'm pretty sure you went from Britannia. You went from Britannia to the the pub. Um, what's it called? Don't buy Achis. Don't you got sacked from? No, no, that no. I don't. Anyway, you went to you ended up at Subway. It was around two thousand and seven, as I recall, because it was you were there when we played in the Champions League final against yeah. Milan. And there's a story about that which we, I'm not. Sh- we've we're definitely from. not allowed to say that story yet. You got this job in Subway anyway, and you started off. I think you started off at uh, Top of Lord Street. Kind yeah, Ranley Street. Yeah, yeah, Top of Lord Street. Yeah. Yeah, and um, that was horrendous. So it was like a fucking twenty-four hour Subway. Basically, it was just ridiculous. Really eye-opening to me because I'd never. I don't think I'd even eaten Subway when I started yeah. working there. Like. And you're there until like four in the morning. And there's people coming in, and you, they're just blitzed out of their heads. And they're a foot long with everything. I was like, mate, everything, everything, mate, everything. <laughs> I was like, everything, mate, everything. I was like, tuna mayo and meatballs and veggie patties and ham. Everything, mate, everything. <laughs> Sounds all right. It's gonna cost you about twenty five quid. That but that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make the fucking butty, can't fold the fucking butty, give the man the fucking butty, watch the man drop the butty on the floor and then complain about it. Like, this is a regular thing that happens at Subway at four in the morning. Like, you're just like, what are you doing? It's an absolute eye 27 quid. I was, so we were in, me and my missus were in London the other week and after, after being out, we, we ended up, we stopped in a Mackey's for a milkshake on a walk back to the hotel and I'd forgotten because I just don't go to town of a night anymore. That, that culture, when you're in it, you don't notice it, but when you, when you come into it, with fresh eyes or sober eyes, more importantly, the amount of lunatics that absolutely exist in that world. The best one for me was that you moved to the one on Hardman Street, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. still, I think that's still there, yeah, actually, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Um, and you showed me this was a time again. This goes back to my, I, th- I think I'm, I think I must have been working in that in the bar that I mentioned last week or around that time, and. Um, you showed there's a secret hatch <laughs> underneath it, so you had to to get to change the post mix and the and the, the the switches, the switch box, and all that kind of stuff. You had to lift the floor up. No, no, the post mix was in the back. I, I, I think we just it, the post mix leaked. leaked through the floor down to there, right? Yeah, so you had to go lift the floor hatch up, and you could go underneath the floor. Scary as well, fuck. Because that subway, and the people of our generation remember, there was a bar called Bar 111 yeah, yeah, yeah. on that road, and effectively, subway was built into it. So the toilets and the downstairs floor of that bar still exist, but they're only accessible through the floor through the, the floor panel of subway. But there was a door, and it basically, like, it was a padlock, and you were like... I've never been through it before. Should we go in? It was so scary that we were like on tiptoes, like pre-walking dead, zombie apocalypse, scary, like, but it, you know you, what I mean? So we open this this door and there's a sign, there's the old posters, you know, the clip frame posters, and someone had written, you will die on this poster. <laughs> so it's like, this is like 11. Think, did we run off then? No, we went, we, we managed to fucking get it and it looked like there was like blood on the floor and everything. That turned out it was the post mix was dripping through onto the floor and created this sticky, like dark red kind of puddle on the floor. So we got our dog and I had the camera and the footage of this exists somewhere. It's probably on me MySpace or something like But it's, um, we went through, we went through, and it's like all the old bogs and we were terrified and we, we got to the point where we were like, nah, <laughs> let's nah, go back. Like, we shit ourselves and we got, and we Going back upstairs, we climbed out through this hole in the wall, got back upstairs, got back in there, and then what did we realise? I've no idea. We'd not locked the door to the subway. 
So the whole fucking place was open <coughs> while we were downstairs titting about in the cell. That would have been that could have been our could have been our tomb, Chris. It could have been just, just shut the hatch and it, we'd be dead. It was um tells a story about the needles. Oh my god, that was the same subway, so in Hardman Street. So people used to come in and shoot up in the fucking to- in the toilet in subway at midday. You know what I mean? When you basically when your lines are the busiest, so you can't <laughs> fucking spot them. They're very clever, these records like. And you'd be there and you'd be like, and then you go in there and there'd just be a needle on the floor, and you're like, what on earth? You know what I mean? We used to have to pay. I think it was something like 80 quid, I think, for one of these kits where you'd have to go up and pick these needles up and there'd be blood on it and there'd be little bits of splatters of blood all over the floor and stuff. And you used to have to phone the council up and say to them, like, listen, um, I've got a needle here. Someone's shot up um, in Subway. And they're like, oh, no, it wasn't. Right, it was 80 quid for them to come and collect the needles. That's what the 80 quid was. And be like, yeah, yeah, it cost you 80 quid. And I was like... After about the fourth time, I remember him up and I'm like, you know, why is this costing me so much money to fucking come and get needles picked up? And he's like, well, you know, he's got to come and get it safely from a building. I was like, what if I told you that there's a needle on the floor outside a subway? Is it on the floor in the pavement? Yeah, it's free. Right, there's a needle on the floor <laughs> in the pavement, mate. Um, now, I never did that, but, you know, it's ridiculous. You'd, you'd have had to it, pick a potentially agency needle up in order to do it. Which I'd already, which we used to have to do. I would say on at least uh, every two days we were getting rid of needles and stuff from fucking toilets and stuff. But I mean, it's just it was disgusting and it made it makes you feel sick every time you had to do it and stuff. And the fact that the council would charge you eighty quid to to come and claim this stuff was absolutely ridiculous. Like somebody's a mad place. Like some weird shit happens. It's the only place in the world that if you're going out on a night out as a mute, that's where you go to get a scan. Because you can point at all the things you want, but you, you, you can't everywhere else. You can in your cars. It's the, it's the the fact that people obviously know what they're pointing at, but don't realise that perception. you can't see what they're pointing at because effectively they're pointing in a fucking in a in a generalised area of where the food is contained. Yeah. But it still works. It still works. There was loads of there's loads of random stuff. Like we used to have to tell people our name when you're in the front of the sandwich line. So I would change funny same same shit as last week. I'd change my name for every single person and I'd go up at one letter in the alphabet every time. So, <laughs> I, so I'd literally big fucking queue of fifty people and go, Hi Andrew, welcome to Subway. What bread would you like? Or whatever it is, and then they'd move half a step and then I'd go, Hi, I'm Ben, welcome to Subway. And they'd move half a step and then the next guy would look at me and like, do you it was Andrew. I mean, hi, I'm Chris. Welcome to Subway. What bread do you want? And I just do that over and over and over again, what just to keep what, myself safe. What sane. was your Y name? Oh, uh, probably Eves or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably Eves. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about it. <laughs> probably Eves. I love it. <laughs> Is Eves on the runner, bloke? Yeah. There you go, then. Probably Eves. What would you pick? I fucking no idea. That's why I asked us. I'm fucking wide able going to pick. What are you going to do? Like that. Didn't even... Didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. Eve. Brilliant. Um, Yeah. How do people ask for um, something? I think it's definitely a Liverpool thing. I don't know whether it happens anywhere else. People can let us know. How do people ask for things that are... One of them... Can I have can I have one of them fajitas? Or can I have them? Yeah, the, the, it's the them. If anything is slightly that? unusually named, so like if it was Walkers, give us a bag of Walkers, please. Can yeah. I have a bag of Walkers? But Doritos or, or salt uh, Thai. 
Thai sweet chili. Thai sweet chili. Then, anything that's anything that's anything that's basically not salt and vinegar, ready salted, or cheese and onion has to be asked for as though it's like, you know what I'm talking. I'm not. We're on it, lad. Not my normal. We're stuff. on it. Yeah, I'll have a bag of them them chili heat wave Doritos. Anything that seems to be slightly fancy, it's like them ones. Like I'm trying them. Like I'm gonna try. I'm just gonna experiment with them, mate. mate you're at, you've been in here fucking for Every the last day. seven days. You've had a bag of chili heat wave Doritos every single time. Just ask me for chili heat wave Doritos, not them, them ones. I do it myself, to be fair. I do it too, to be fair. Um, <laughs> uh, Kaya Nolan, have I got that right? Maybe. I'd, I'd have gone with Kia. Fuck's sake. Um, <laughs> Why are they all ones? Oh, right, one week ago. Yeah, I'm on it now. One week ago. Uh, in the next episode, can we have some more stories from the trip when Chris bounced the bouncy ball over the I plane? I don't really remember the trip. This was the trip to Liechtenstein. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So this is the trip where our good friend, Joe Holroyd, he was li- he'd moved over to Liechtenstein with his girlfriend. Um, his girlfriend became pregnant. She moved back to Liverpool. Baby Mala? stay. Became his baby, and she had, to, and he had to stay for a little bit longer to earn a bit more dough and whatever. But he had to come back to his full world of responsibilities. So we had to go over and help them basically move their stuff back because you couldn't bring. Because as it transpired, and and, and if and if Philip is watching this, which he may or may not be, um, we found out that we had to carry loads of their stuff back because she had opted to bring a bag of rocks home with it on her trip they're still on her stairs now and they do me head in every time I go there she brought a bag of special rocks right I nearly sent you this picture you can buy bags of stones in a B&M bargain now this is ridiculous and here's the thing like I know that like women like different things to me and that's fine you know what I mean Um, I like different things to to women a lot of the time Mm -hmm. as well Um, but putting rocks on stairs trip hazard trip hazard fundamental trip hazard they're on Every two steps, so you, I don't know why they missed like, step no, Just out. to clarify, not in like the middle of the step because that would be fucking lunacy. Um, it's still fucking lunacy. It's a, it is the it is the cousin of lunacy. It's it's, it's barmy. Yeah, it's barmy. Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking ridiculous. It's within the same family tree of lunacy, certainly. Um, yeah, they're on the side of the steps. But basically, we had to go there to help move stuff back. And hey, what, part, I'm just saying, part of her weight limits was taken up by a bag of rocks. Um, and not the stuff you get from Blackpool. No. Actual stones. Which would have, you know, would, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, so we, this was the, me, the last night, I, I, you, as you all want to do in, in drinking situations, Chris goes full tilt at drinking situations, which often means that you, you burn brightly but shortly. So, fair and accurate. Uh, particularly at, at the time, Chris would drink to exceptional levels and then fall asleep at a genuinely perfectly reasonable time normally like a 10 or 11 or whatever whereas most of us are fucking morons and would sit up and drink and so basically what happened was you came home fell asleep and, and I was like come on go, let's go out and see Liechtenstein so me and Joe ended up we just we didn't go to bed we went walking through Liechtenstein uh, and we were like, chasing, a river, didn't you? chasing sheep uh, for a laugh uh, through a field and see if we could get them to run away which they did which is great fun uh, and then we went to the Rhine and uh, we decided to go paddling in the Rhine and the Rhine is a very very cold cold river we got we hitchhiked back to the apartment in like some mad Aldi TT bear in mind we were like up to our knees in silt So and this guy let us in his, his Aldi TT we got all the way back to the town where, the, where, the, where his house was and he realised that he'd left his wallet by the Rhine so anyway we, he had to go all the way back get it back blah 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 
Chris wakes up perfectly refreshed at this point. Um, and dead annoying. <laughs> this Only point, for you. Yeah, for us. We were so angry and so annoyed. And you were like like a brand new puppy in our face and we were absolutely fucking destroyed and you had this bouncy ball and that was where the origins of the thing and I still do it to this day of can I have a look at that came from as if someone's ever doing your editing with something so like you say for example can I have a look at that pen just for the sake of demonstration oh that's brilliant Um, if you need that back we'll get that back for you that was just for demonstration purposes so I like I I had you chasing down the airport looking for this bouncy ball, and then at the end, end of the day, we got onto the air, uh, onto the tarmac, and you were like, "I want to bounce this bouncy ball over the airplane," and it was like. Well, stop. looking back, it wasn't really one of my best decisions because engines and all that type of stuff. Like, see, this is, and this goes back to episode one, and the, the fundamental differences in personality between you and I is that's how I live. That's how it's like. I mean. Even though the odds are pretty low, I imagine that you would somehow manage to bounce a bouncy ball into a jet engine. <laughs> um, the the possibility still I- I exists, and you were like, "No, I'm just bouncing it over." I, 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 you set yourself the challenge of bouncing the bouncy ball over an airplane, and my god, you weren't going to be stopped. No, I wasn't. So I did it. You did it. Was it? Really? And everything was fine. Um, so there you Can go. Anyone? There you go, Kia. Chris bounced once. Chris once bounced a bouncy ball over an aeroplane. Mm. I threw a small basketball over my house the other week. Well, in mm. I threw a football out of your garden into the next door neighbours. Yeah, uh, the other week. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Did you get that back? No, no. Both both the kids and uh, a football golf set. Chris turned up, having and his first go was like, right. This is a path three. You've got to chip it over the, the middle fence in our garden into the play area, and you basically went, I know what's going to happen here. I'm going to put it over the fence, and lo and behold, that's exactly what Chris happened. Goes straight over the fence, amazing. I'm nothing if not consistent. Oh, how the children cried. Very good question. I walked back in after about a minute, and I was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, I've lost the ball already. I'm so sorry. And to be fair, like the, the thing would be the basketball thing. My son asked me if I could do it, and my wife said, "Don't." And that was enough. That was enough. So I did. I just. Do you do that a lot when she says, "Don't"? Straight into the garden. No comment. Um, <laughs> is it? Do you need consent if you're married? Yes. Okay. Cool. Then no. <laughs> then, 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 then it's fine. Let's not let's not proceed with that any further. Uh, random questions, Richard. Um, <laughs> oh nine eight two. Any bad haircut experiences? Loads. Next. Should we talk about your um, dreads? No, do we have to? All right, I had dreadlocks. There we go. You didn't have. You didn't really have dreadlocks. Oh, I did. You had like, you Matted had this hair. mad backed combed hair, and so this is Chris had wanted these dreadlocks for reason. Chris had long hair, as people might have seen from like the the, the promo for the for the, the channel. Um, you had long hair, and you were desperate to have dreadlocks, so you you went in, and you got it all done, and back combed. And what was their one instruction to you? Um, beeswax. It. Beeswax. So you put beeswax in it, and then you keep on, and then you make it. And, and also, the second one was um, cleanliness. I mean, don't get it dirty. Don't get it. Don't get it dirty, but don't wash it. Yeah, you weren't allowed to wash it for yeah. an X amount of time because eventually it starts to clean itself. Bollocks! <laughs> Bollocks! Um, <laughs> did you get beeswax? No, uh, you did I, not. I, no, eventually, yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember going around? I mean, I used a lot of EO5 first. <laughs> 
because we couldn't, we couldn't find it for fucking ages. Remember dragging you around like every fucking place. And it turns out we should have known all along. Chandler's Allerton Road has everything. How did we not think of fucking beeswax from Chandler's? So yeah, so you um, you didn't do that. So, but the first day we went to a house party at Lucy Hughes's house, and for some reason there was a duvet on the floor underneath the um, the doorway mm-hmm. inside between a kitchen and, and whatever it was. Who cares? And I jumped over the duvet and twatted my head on the door frame and bled all over it. And it's like the first night I had them. Mm. So essentially now I've got blood streaming down my hair. I've got no beeswax and I'm not allowed to wash my hair. Needless to say, I stunk like fucking high yeah. heaven. And then we played footy, I think, the next day and you were like sliding through puddles and all, and all kinds. That was fucking rank. And the problem with it, of course, is that, yeah, it was... Um, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, there's nothing you can do with it. You but we've had some stick it out, and I, I did for like three or four months, something like that. And my ma said to me, "Chris, listen, I love you, but if you don't cut your hair off, you're not going to live here anymore." It was. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. Um, I've had loads of bad haircut experiences, unfortunately, but the one that really strikes me is that there was a barber's up the road from ours. It's like the near, it's the second nearest barber's to mine. There's a guy in there that looked quite cool. It was like like some indie prints on the walls and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, this is for me. And uh, he had this this girl cutting hair, and and um, I have no idea what possessed her to do what she did. But I, you can tell I've got a widow's peak. She shaved it straight. Why? I honestly don't know. I on- now I know fresh out of barber. No, but I see I see it like, and I did like t- t- I think like. To, to, like Asian lads get a lot of this, like they shape, they shape the hair a lot, a lot more, and it's, it's some people, some people do it, and that's the way they cut their hair. But I don't, just to clarify. And I am, um, and not only that, she did some mad thing where she's like tried to straighten it up, and she shaved the side. But yeah, honestly, I looked like I'd been in, I, I looked like Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. It was fucking ridiculous. And um, what can you do? Uh, this was, I think, I might even, have, I think I was doing Redman at the time of this as well. So it was some bit where it's like. You've had some other bad ones as well, though. I mean, looking back, I never oh, thought of, I never thought at the time they were particularly bad. But the the uh, the the Superman pictures, oh the blue, hair. the blonde and the blue hair. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're the things that I, I think there's bad, there's bad haircuts and there's bad there's like yeah. bad decisions. Yeah, bad decisions. Like so, like having long hair was the worst. Was the worst more than anything. It was the lack of a haircut because I never realised that like. When, because it was around the time, I think, I, funnily enough, Beckham was growing his hair around that time, and it looked fabulous. And I realised later in life was because he like would brush it and would probably blow dry it and would probably straighten it and all these kind. Of, no one told me that. No, men don't do those things. I didn't realise that like men use straighteners until my brother-in-law, and who might be listening to this as well. Um, I, he, 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 he was in ours and he started straightening his hair. It's like. What the fucking hell are you doing? That's exactly how your mum sounds. What? Without the swear words. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? And he was like, I'm straight in the head. I was like, Me- men, do, men this? do this? Are you sure? Out, yes, yeah, apparently. Let me feel your balls. Yeah, the metris... Men also do that as well. Um, um, the metrosexual culture thing, I didn't I didn't get onto until too late. But no, I had I had blonde hair and then I dyed it navy. I put navy blue streaks in it. And it looked, I mean, it was shit, but it was one of them. I... I at the time, you think it's fucking cool. I, like, I, I, I remember talking the other week about the origins of my long head. You weren't on the show, were you? I don't think so. Do you know the origins of why I grew my hair long? No. Because you wanted to look like Kirk Cobain. No. 
I fucking wish that was the origins of why I grew my hair long. <laughs> That's why I grew my <laughs> Okay, strap yourself in, Paul. You're gonna you're gonna have a little bit of a laugh at this one. Um did you watch neighbours when you were growing up? Bit. Right. Do you remember Brad? No. Brad had luscious long blonde hair. We'll put a photo here for you. <laughs> and Brad, unfortunately for me, unfortunately for him, was in a love triangle with Luke Carpenter's daughter, who was incredibly fit, I think her name was Lauren, and whoever Natty and Bulia played. Oh, sure. And, and and I thought, I want myself some of that action, thank you very much. So I grew my hair long and blonde because Brad from Neighbours was in a love triangle and I wanted some action. And you wanted to be in a Natalie and Brulia, Luke Carpenter's daughter sandwich and you thought that was the key to success. Fantastic, yeah. And to be fair, I did rather well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Completely. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. I think Paul needs to see a photo of Brad from, Brad from fucking Neighbours here, to be I honest can, with let you. Let me see if I can find him. Because <coughs> I, 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 I remember Toadfish. Brad from Neighbours. That would be him. Oh, that would what? be him. <laughs> Spot on. Hey. He's a, he's, a, he's a fucking good looking lad, he did isn't well, he? Mate. Did you have the purple backwards baseball cap I, as well? I didn't, I do have it now. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, fair play. Hey, listen, fair play indeed. I wanted to So have, not Kirk Cobain. Well I wanted to I wanted the Kirk Cobain long blonde hair and I had the long hair and I got it cut and I got offered because <laughs> I had to dye to dye it and they went, Do you want the cap or the foil? And I and it was basically the foils cost more and take longer. And I was like, well, fuck that, I'll have the cap. And basically, if anyone, and women watching this will get this more than men, they put a rubber cap over your head and they basically stab you in the head with needles to pull Sounds your hair out through it. And then, they, and then they mat it to your head with bleach. And um, so basically got stabbed 500 times in the head and then it's not, it doesn't die anywhere near as much. So I ended up with like very faint, like blondish kind of streaks through my hair. Not worth the money all the time, Brilliant. and then I very it wasn't long after that that I cut that I, that I cut it all off because it looked fucking stupid. Um, there's the thing about long hair. I have I have when I had long when I was growing my hair, I'd have nightmares that my hair got cut off, and now having cut it off, I have nightmares that I'm in a situation and I have long hair again, and it's so cripplingly embarrassing. I apologise to anyone who's got it who thinks they look boss, but you'll come to a day when you're walking down the street and you'll catch your reflection and you'll go, oh my god. I look like a fucking tit, and you'll head straight to the hairdressers and cut it all off, and then you'll forever live in that in that constant uh, back and forth. Right, um, life coaching time. Yeah, Suarez six oh six four says great podcast, guys. I was wondering if you had any tips on talking to women now. He's not necessarily saying that he wants to get like sex out of this. Or is, I mean, he does. He does very much because no, no. Let's be honest. Because he's got his, he's got Suarez, his name let, and his hat. Let's be honest. Like, it's, I, I'm presuming. Yeah, I'm presuming. I'm presuming this is a younger a younger gentleman, um, and that's your modus operandi when you're a younger a younger, a younger and man, older. To it? be fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, any tips? None whatsoever. None, <laughs> honestly, none. I much surely. I'm, I'm, I am. Maybe this is not necessarily on how to how to bed women, but how to how to live a, a more a less stressful life. I just do what they ask. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am very much of the Sejora friend zone Mormont cloth. I am cut from that cloth. Oh, if you know what I mean. No, not in the slightest. Well, Jorah Mormont. What? Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones. Friend zone. 
with Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, the the fella, the the. Spoilers, apologies. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the fella, he's yeah, he's just been cast as Bruce Wayne in the Has Titans. He, yeah, right. yeah. Well, you know, he was very much in the friend zone, captain, leader, 100%. general of yeah, the friend yeah, zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am one of those types of guys who gets very much stuck in friend zones. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. I've been. I've been friends. Everybody's been friends. Everyone's friend been friends at some point or the other. No, my my. There's some important tips. <laughs> sorry if you were. Sorry if you thought we were past the Game of Thrones chat. Yeah. Uh, we might have to have a little something in there that just says 15 seconds before Chris. Now a minute. Apologies. Uh, a minute and a half. I'll stop talking. The important lessons. One important lesson I learned, and it makes no sense, and this is why women are fascinating creatures, which I think are deserving of a lifetime's worth of study, is women like to be right. People want to be right and think they're right all the time, but they don't like to be right all the time, as it turns out. So if you find... It's very signifying of this this conversation. so, and this is baffling, and I remember finding this out and being like, this is like a maddening revelation, is that women want you to do what, women actually want you to argue the toss, so that and it's almost like they'll put testers out of like where they know they're wrong and they actually want you to call just to prove that you're paying attention. So the, so the trick is, and this is a very, this is why you, you'll spend your entire life finding the line of which is of what is worth fighting yeah. for and what is not worth fighting for and there are some things in life that people that like my wife is desperately passionate about and I will and I know better than to stick me on it because ultimately we so the color schemes well there's a thing that we've we, we've come to the realization of very late in life this is a great piece of life advice you can generate an opinion on anything that's true but you, there are things that you don't need to have an opinion on ultimately that I've found so someone can say to me what do you think of this and I'm like, and I've I've learned I'm learning now in my thirties now to go. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't care, so I can give you an opinion. But all I'm doing is cut maybe. It's like it's like Twitter polls. I'll click on it. People people think Twitter polls are a realistic thing. Often people will click on it just to find out what people think. It doesn't give you a fair variation on it, and that's what is that's what the trick with women is is, is learn what you need to what you what you passionately believe in and stick to your guns on that and learn what they passionately believe in and let them stick to the guns and then just fucking fight it out for the middle ground. So yeah, it's basically like a war of attrition and marriage at times, isn't it? <laughs> and I think that's it. You've got to pick your battlegrounds and you've got to know when to when to when to advance and when to retreat and stuff like that. And so and just remember that anything that you've said in the last 15 plus years if you've been with the girl for that long, Catalog. for me it's 10 plus or whatever it is now. It's all fair game. So if you're having an argument about something, it might not even be about that something. It might be about something that you said nine years ago when you were blitzed that will get brought up for no reason whatsoever that you don't even remember saying. It might be about that girl that you had sex with when you were pissed (laughs) ten years ago. Wow, could you not just let it go? (laughs) But these are the things that you have to live with, and and vice versa. I would say that's our wives coming in. Yeah, I know, fucking hell, on the horses. Uh, I would genuinely say the best thing to do is to just try and be as honest as you can when you're in an argument with somebody. Yeah. Don't don't try and fucking drag it out. And something that my mum said to me is never go to bed angry with each other. Yeah. 
Get the sex in before you go to bed. It's impossible. But um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a good way to do it. My, my, my wife is very much the kind of person who likes to solve problems in the there and now, but I'm very much someone who likes to go away and, and stew on it and fathom it out, which means that it's impossible for us to go to bed, fell out, because she won't allow me to go to sleep until we until we finish. So I have to like craft a certain degree of space, get my head space, come to a realisation on it, and then decide whether it's worth going to war over it or not. Um, but you do. You have these things. You've got to set. You've got to. You learn your. You learn your boundaries, and you learn the things you're willing to care about yourself as you go on life. For example, one of the great ones we had was the cost of our heating bill, and to which my honest reply was, "I am happy to spend my money on gas because I like being warm," and that was the end. Also, Suarez six oh six. If you are watching and you are listening. You are obviously probably, I'm guessing, in a bad place right now. And we all go through dry patches. Um, What's your longest dry patch? Two, two, two years, maybe. Two years and a, and a couple of months. Without sex. Like that. Yeah, something like Fucking that. Hell. Yeah, yeah. I think I went a year once and it was, it, go time back to the hair thing. It was when I grew me. <laughs> I had long hair. I, got, I basically went through like a six or seven month dry spell, cut it off and then... It's, and everyone's back going. In the game. Back in the game, I was going. You look so much better with your hair. I was like, why did anyone tell me? It was like, and someone went, "We did, Paul." I wish I knew the the, the genuine thing about talking to women because my thing. I've always said this. There is, I, it only. I'm only really capable of talking to to women in that in that like you know like the the flirty way. I became very good at flirting in a general way, but that that thing of walking up to someone in a bar and how or a club and and the words that you say and then you leave the bit with that person. I know what those words are. I have those words up here, but I only have access to them when I'm drunk. Eight pints, and and so I never remember what they are because I've done it. Plenty of times, I'm showing off. Um, it's happened to me, and not loads of times, several times. It's happened to me in my life um, where I've gone up to someone and then I've and I've woken up next to them the next day, and I'm like, amazing. And How then did I'm I like, do that? What did I say? How did I? It's like I need like if I sort of could see a psychotherapist or someone or like some sort of dream counselor who could get this out of me. And if I knew that wasn't, I could I could tell you those words because I know them. I just I don't have access to them. It's like having a superpower. But you don't know you don't know how to take. It's like being Shazam, but not knowing the words to turn yourself into Shazam. Sorry, that's all I've got for you. So apologies, Suarez six zero six four. Um, there we go, Chris. That was a great podcast. Yeah, I thoroughly pleasure. enjoyed that. Great. Um, make sure that if you want some life advice, you want some life coaching from us, let me know. Go to the comments on the YouTube video. What areas of your life do you need help from? Two thirty-six-year-old men, one soon to be thirty-seven this year. Um, you're still soon to be 37 it just happens to be year. next year by 10 this, fucking days still 10 days the gap oh yeah into 10 days into the new year so yeah you're 38 next year fuck you <laughs> um, we've got we've had, we've had mortgages we've got kids we've set up businesses <laughs> you need life coaching let us know what, you're, uh, what you need help with in the comments uh, leave a five star review on iTunes and any other good podcasting services no really don't do, do the iTunes one it really will help us yeah that'll be a big help uh, other than that thank you very much everyone and we'll see you all next week